I'm excited for this one. It was a good weekend of racing for Arena Cross and Supercross. So let's get at it. Let's kick it. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Hopefully, you got to watch the racing. And if you haven't set up your DVR already, there was some good, good stuff from both Arena Cross and Monster Energy Supercross making their debut in San Diego. <sighs> There's a big, beautiful racetrack. They did a really good job. And I liked it. I, you know, dug it. It was, you know, we got to see some you know, mistakes that were unexpected, but still overall, not bad racing. And when we get to the Arena Cross Outlaws series, you know, this facility that they were at was way bigger than you know, Topeka for the first two races. So it gave it more speed. And I'd say, you know, with the slickness and all that made it a little more technical just because you're carrying a lot more speed across all of it, which is really, really cool. In my opinion, like I just, because they're normally, I don't know if you never watched arena cross, normally they're very compact. So, you know, seeing it spaced out a little bit more was really, really, really cool. And a good change of pace from the first one. Again, they were, in Decoys <clears throat> for the first race there at the Southern Illinois Center with AMA Supercross being in San Diego at Snapdragon Stadium for their debut. Didn't realize that was the name of the stadium out there now, but they did a good job as well. We're going to start off with Arena Cross Decoys 1 again at the Southern Illinois Center. Beautiful racetrack again. I keep mentioning it every week, but the step up that they've done in production quality is, you know, spot on amazing. So congratulations to them for that. It looked really good. It was, again, way bigger than the tracks they normally run on, which gave it more speed, more, you know, technicality, just because there are a lot more straightaways and longer zones for them to get through. Again, I'm only saying that just because of the speed, because if you watch the peak or if you go back, Every time they start accelerating, they're pretty much stopping and making hairpin turns. So, you know, see it more spaced out. It was a good change of pace. You know, let us see what other things they could do. But the names, the names remain the same throughout 250 Pro and the Open Pro at the heats. Hey, consistency kills everybody. Complacency kills and consistency, yeah, will kill your opponents if you just keep doing it. Open, we have the 250 Pro Heat 1. By the way, everyone advanced, no less chance qualifiers in this event. So everyone made it in. We get to the first pro heat, 250 pro heat, Hicks won. You know, Alessi was second, Gordon was third. And I might say Michael Hicks and Alessi were in their own zip code. And they were just checked out on absolutely everybody. But I give Alessi credit because at least he stayed there. 250 pro heat two. Greenlee went down hard from second on lap two. Really hard, but he did get back up and continue. Harmon ended up winning it. Harlan, second with Greenlee, got all the way back up to third and was in his own zip code with the other two leaders, even with the early wreck. Which, again, uh, you know, more track, more space makes it you know, longer laps, more passing zones. So if you make a mistake, it doesn't kill your whole entire day. Open Pro Heat 1, Michael Leslie didn't start due to a mechanical issue of some sort. We got to see Hicks finish first, Gordon second, and Connor Bees was third. Open Pro Heat two. 
Harmon wrecked from third on lap two. Again, not a good-looking one, but he got back up, kept going. Harlan first, Greenlee second, winner third. Get to the Cometic Gasket Junior Moto Challenge. Gage Lane got the win in first. I might add it was even more exciting to see those little guys, yeah, on the more spaced-out track because they could actually get just a weensiest bit of more speed on those little bikes and to see them actually be able to go over some of those jumps was it was cool. We didn't get to see as much. It was just highlights, but again, track was way bigger. They're trying to fit it all in TV, but it was good to see those little, yeah, see the little dudes out there jumping over to that. But again, Gage Lane first, Ryan Smith finished second, Sam St. John finished third, Ethan Sumner fourth, Gunnar Vaughn fifth, Grant McCann sixth, and Jason Morrison seventh. They did a head-to-head challenge between Harmon and Harlan, where Harmon came out first, and then we get to the main events. And not much difference here. Everything that everyone should expect. But 250 Pro main event, Michael Hicks was first, Grant Harlan second, Brent Greenlee third. So a good weekend for Greenlee, even with you know, the wreck. Still rounded it out there, got a good finish. And third on the podium, which is good points for him. And then the Open Pro main, Michael Hicks won again. Cheyenne Harmon was second this time. Then Brett Greenlee got another third again. Even with the wreck, good points day. That's what you're looking for when you're really doing anything he needed it and he's had not the biggest points days in the earlier one so it was good to see that up there and again really good racing you know i imagine when they're running all that stuff again if any of you listen to this and race or know anybody get it to them the fact that you know they go from the little track that I really do think that it was more technical going over that regardless of slickness or anything, just because the difference in amount of speed, because you know, they didn't get those things fully wound in Topeka just with how many 90 degree hairpins there were every, like the second you started going, you're pretty much right back into a 90. So I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, it was good to see it. Now, when they go back to the shorter tracks, I'm going to absolutely love it. Absolutely. Just because tight, you know, quarters and you can't afford to make a mistake or let anyone go by you easily. So I think that puts different intensity into the race. You know, just because of that, because you have to be just so on your game. But again, you get more technical with the big stuff just because, you know, speed's involved and you still have to make 90s and stuff like that. So good racing regardless. If you guys haven't checked it out already, find your sports, find your motorsports, find whatever, you know, auto racing, whatever they call it, through whatever provider you have. And find the stuff. It's under motorcycle racing. Just click it. It'll record everything. And I'm telling you, it's really good. And they get through it all in an hour or so. You get to see all the races from the heat races. You get to see the comedic highlights. You get to see the main events, all of it. And normally at the size of the tracks, you don't have to worry about commercials because, you know, they're getting done with a race in just a couple minutes. So it's really good to check out. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. Would appreciate if anyone would. So would they. But the championship points coming out, the Redline Oil championship points. as Michael Hicks first at 137. No surprise there. Cheyenne Harmon second at 118. And Grant Harlan rounds out you know, the top three at 111. And the only reason I mentioned Michael Essie being fourth is because he's at 95 points. So he's 16 points behind third, let alone 42 behind Michael Hicks. Like Michael Hicks, Cheyenne Harmon, and Grant Harlan are yes that was Harmon and harlan are just running away with it right now consistency and all that doesn't mean that you know i mean all it takes is one bad mechanical day or something bad happening and poof that big lead 
can be gone, but Michael Hicks right now is definitely in position 19-point lead over Cheyenne Harmon to get a four-peat, which is just unheard of in anything. So, you know, if he could do it, shout out to him. If he could pull it off, we shall see if he could pull it off. But again, set your DVRs, you know, doesn't take much. Go through there, you know, auto racing, racing sports, motorsports, whatever they have it on. Everyone has different, but find the motorcycle racing or go to FS2 and look for it. Just record one and then watch it and see what you think. Cause I think it's really good racing. I think they deserve more credit than they get just again, because of the size of the tracks and how technical some of that stuff is, but a lot less chaos this weekend on the bigger track and please set your DVRs. I don't get paid, you know, by any of them to say, but it's really good racing. I think you'd, Really, really enjoy it. But then we move on to the main event of the weekend against Snapdragon Stadium, Supercross, San Diego, their debut, which is always more exciting. And I really, really, really enjoyed the layout that they had for the track. Like, they did a good job. Again, if you have Peacock, <clears throat> if you didn't see the race, because, you know, gate drop was at 10 p.m. Eastern. So it's a little late. But if you have Peacock, you can watch it. And it's, like... They put together a really good, you know, track layout for their first time there after having to cancel the second race in Oakland, which has been rescheduled, thankfully. But having to cancel because of all the rain there and flooding, it was a great, you know, week back. And again, debuts at a place called Snapdragon Stadium. I don't even care, like, what's going on. Maybe I just like dragons. I don't know. Maybe the Marine Corps and the, the old commercials of slaying the dragon. I have no idea. I just like the name. But getting into it, sadly, Marvin Moosecan was out due to a practice wreck earlier in the week. So hopefully, you know, speedy recovery to him and everything's okay, especially after losing people in the first race all those weeks ago. I mean, it seems like all it's been two weeks ago in Anaheim to lose people due to injury. You know, that's speedy recovery. Hopefully it isn't anything serious, but getting on to the 250 heat one. RJ Hampshire got the win, so good for him. He looked really good all night, minus a slip. So, you know, good on him, and it's better to see him doing good. You know, more competition is good. Lopes second, Rodriguez third, Thompson fourth, McAdoo fifth, Todd sixth, Walsh seventh, 38th, and Stapleton ninth, all events to the main event. And during the race, there was an incident, a red flag, and a single-file restart, but nothing else after that and. Really good race. Like, that's the key to it. And I really enjoyed the single file better. Because I believe last year there's a few where we went red flag where they just put everyone back in the gates. And I thought that was kind of a garbage thing to do. Like, they got the start. They got it the first time. They got it. Whatever. And I find it garbage that they had to go back into the gates ever and do a whole nother restart when they already did. Like, they got their good start. I like the single file fully behind it. So, good job on that. 250 Heat 2, shocker. Jet Lawrence dominated. Shocked, I know. You ever listen to me say anything? Like I said, Jet Lawrence is going to go out there and kill it. And so far he has. But Jet first, Brown second, Kitchen third, Oldenburg up there in fourth, Robertson fifth, Nicoletti sixth, Wageman seventh, Schwartz eighth, and Kelly ninth, all advanced to their respective main events. And hold it, I didn't see anyone even getting close to Jet Lawrence. And so far, two race weekends down. Two race weekends where he proved my point because he's just out there killing it. So congratulations to him just to move on over. I mean, same bike, you have know, a different tracks, different competition. He's same exact jet. And I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. That kid's super talented, so keep an eye out 
for him. But 450 heat one, Eli Tomek got the win, so good to see. Jason Anderson second, Justin Barsha third, Nichols fourth, Christian Craig fifth, Plessinger sixth, Cartwright seventh, Noren eighth, and Ray rounded out ninth in the final transfer spot out of heat one. Plessinger and Sexton wrecked together early, put a hole in Sexton's gas tank, which freaked me. It was right, the whole thing was caved in. You don't really ever you know, have to see that. So, you know, thankfully it happened early enough. I mean, I hate to see it, you know, say it that way to see him not make it, but at least it happened early enough in the heat race that they gave him the extra few minutes to get everything, you know, a new one put on there and all that. Because that was just really, how often do you see that? That was really, really, really weird. And Barsha wrecked from second place on the last lap after making contact with Jason Anderson. And Jason Anderson was the one that instigated that contact. So... Again, he's not doing himself any favors, just like he did last year. And believe it or not, people remember these things. And look at all the stuff he had with Malcolm last year. And sooner or later, Malcolm said he had enough, and then he went and got him back after he got him for a third straight race. And look how far back you know, he ended up being in the points. Once all that was done, he was right up there the whole time on podiums. That's stupid. You know, it adds up. So hopefully he remembers that. 450 Heat 2, Malcolm Stewart got the win, you know, after a hell of a race. Uh, Ken Roxon second, Shan Carullo third, Ferrandez fourth, Wed fifth, Savage sixth, Hill seventh, Wilson eighth, and Chisholm ninth. And again, a great run by Malcolm Stewart to the finish. That was fifth heat race win, but he went like just a few minutes left. He was back there third, fourth, fifth, I believe. And then you look up on the last lap, he charged him all the way down, got the win. It was a hell of a race. So congratulations to him because, I mean, it might just be a heat win, but, you know, consistently win heats, you know, it does help you. I think in the main event, just for, you know, confidence and all that. And confidence really does go a long way. I mean, you lose your confidence. Believe it or not, it actually can be really detrimental in anything in life, especially racing and sports. So good racing there. 250 LCQ. The 34 took himself out hard from third and took out an official on the side of the track as well. Hopefully the official's okay. I mean, I know I took him down. They didn't show him again after that, but Yoder got the win and 250 LCQ for Reese second, Harrison third, Woodcock fourth. All advanced to the main event. The 450 LCQ, Chase Sexton came out and killed it in that one with the new gas tank, got first. Congratulations. I mean, he he proved how good he was. Short second, McElrath third, and Starling fourth to advance, advance to the main event, which had great racing. I'm going to share the, uh, if you haven't seen track maps, I will share them when I put this up on the Facebook page. And I'll put one of them up over on Twitter. I'm only allowed to have four pictures, which is still ridiculous. Or Instagram at Jesse Rosinski. Yeah, I'll find it all there. But Facebook will definitely have them all for the Jesse Rosinski, you know, plethora of shows, whether it's racing or not. But it'll be on the Racing with Jesse Rosinski page so you can see it. And again, if you have Peacock, find it, watch it. Like, that's how I did it. I watched it the next day. And it was really, like, it was worth watching. So check it out. Gets to the 250 main event, big wreck to start it, but Jet got the whole shot, which he didn't do a lot of last year on the East. There's a lot of wrecks at the beginning, you know, at some point, and drove away. You know, hopefully he's wrecking more in practice now. Saving, you know, figuring out what he shouldn't do then should be great, but drove away from it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, no question. Jet Lawrence first, and it was funny because there was like five minutes to go. They're talking about how he couldn't get away from, you know, Hampshire or McAdoo. And literally within two minutes, he pulled away by another, like, two, three seconds. 
Like he was just trying to figure it out. And once he figured it out, he took off and that's why he does. But Jet Lawrence on the podium at first, RJ Hampshire second. Again, he looked good all weekend. Hopefully he can keep it up. You now I like RJ. I think he's a good, you know, driver, you know, rider. We don't have to say his name too much for being a jackass, taking anyone out. So and that's a big plus. And, you know, it's good to see him up there. You know? So hopefully it continues. And then McAdoo rounded up the podium in third, 450 main. This one's going to be a problem. We remember Barsh in the last race last year. I did what I had to do to get the spot, but he straight up just took someone out. And this time, Chase Sexton was wrecked by Justin Barsha. So we got to see how that continues. There's his name. Not good to keep seeing. <clears throat> you know, Anderson wrecks Barsha, Barsha wrecks Sexton. Like, all the same cast of characters. Hopefully they all move on from it and act like adults. Malcolm Stewart wrecked himself twice. I mean, I purposely, personally, I would have stopped after the second one because he was like 45 seconds back. You know, what's the point of chance in going down again and possibly hurting yourself? That was my standpoint. It wasn't because you're doing bad, but once you wreck twice and you're that far gone, I would have stopped. I mean, I, I know he has sponsors, but you're back in like 17th, 18th, 40-some seconds back. I really don't think they care at that point. So that sucked to see, but Anderson wrecked himself out of third with about eight minutes to go. Again, I mentioned the same people and wrecking all the time. I don't know what it is. Uh, but once again, Eli Tomac got the win. He's now two for two this year. Again, think he went out, yeah. He didn't know if he was going to retire or keep racing until they let him take laps on the new bike. And he kept going. Look, I'm two for two so far. Hell of a start. Uh, Cooper Webb second. Good to see. Love seeing him doing good. Justin Barsha third. Again, he needs to watch out. Just the names keep piling up. Him and Anderson for some reason. Ken Roxon fourth. Chase Sexton rounded out the top five. But again, the, no one was going to stop Tomac this year. And so far, he's, even, he's starting out even hotter than he did last time. And the people that we thought were going to be, yeah, his biggest competition because they're normally up there. Yeah, well, Ray had incidents and they're not as consistent. So. We have to see what's going with there, but the 250 West points has Jet Lawrence first at 26 points. Surprisingly, RJ Hampshire is second at 23 points and only down by three. He's keeping it close, at least. There are two races. And then Cameron McAdoo is third with 21 points at minus five. And I have no problem with any of that. I like all of them. I think they're all really good drivers. So, you know, they were they race clean, and I don't have to mention their name for you know taking people out or any you know weird incidents. So I'm okay with seeing them in the top three. I just don't think that anyone's catching Jet personally. Then he's going to move on to the you know, 450s, probably kill that too. I think it'll be a little transition, but I think the second he's done with 250s, if he knows he's going to the 450s, he'll have it figured out by the time he gets to the 450s. It's just the way he is. And 450 points. Eli Tomac first at 52 points. Cooper Webb second with 46 points at a minus six. Good to see him up there. Chase Sexton third. With 39 points at minus 13, even with the incident. So, you know, good turnaround, you know, clean main events. You know, you can do whatever you have to in heat races, LCQs, as long as you get through main events without any stupidity. You know, I think you're okay. Jason Anderson all the way down seventh at minus 20. Malcolm Stewart is 15th right now with 15 points at minus 37 after seven points in the first race and eighth and eight points in the race at San Diego. But Great racing across the board. Uh, I'm going to say that's Michael Hicks's to lose in arena cross. I mean, he won three straight, then switched manufacturers of bikes and all of that teams, everything. And he's still out there in the points lead right now, you know, just killing it in all the races. So I think he's going to be really, really tough to beat. And right now, Harmon and Harlan are the only ones 
not even have a snowflakes chance and they're going to need, you know, bad luck to happen, you know, something mechanical or something to happen to take, to even slow him down so they can stay close. Cause right now he looks like he's just going to keep running away with it just with how he has run on the track so far. Again, watch it, sit them DVRs like they always tell you to. Cause that guy, that guy can race. Think about it. You know, three straight championships. It's hard enough. Then you turn around, switch manufacturers, teams, and everything, and you're still out there doing the same thing. No real, yeah, they're very similar, the bikes, but no transition or anything. That's just insane. Uh, Eli Tomac, Jet Lawrence, off to it's what I said. I thought they were going to do. Jet was going to go out west and kill it just with how he ran in the east last year. And Eli just, he's in the zone and no one's done anything to take him out of it. And he likes the bike. Which is even more dangerous. So I'll see how that goes. And Anderson and Stewart need to get it together because, you know, I mean, I know it's a long season, but sooner or later, you can't get to the point where you can't make up your deficit. But thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. You know, check out the other show. Check out the Jesse Rzinski show if you're into the Manson family stuff. Did a whole episode on that. That's up right now. And I'll be back next week to go over more stuff. So till then, appreciate y'all and deuces. I'm out. Peace.